0: So, you know, the whole term break dancer, B-boy, like, yeah. B-boys don't like being called break dancers. We've always seen it as a slur, like, ah, oh, you're a break dancer. It's like, oh, you're, like, you're not real, like, you're not really about mm. it, right? Or you, you're not even about, really about breaking. You're just about, like, I don't know, the tricks and stuff, right? For me, being a B-boy today, being a B-boy or being a breaker, break dancer, is like the break dancer just does the activity. They just do the stuff, but they don't know any of the connection to any to, or the reason of why so they do surface. what they do yeah surface. It's very surface level right so you can be amazing surface level mm. and know nothing about breaking and know nothing about hip hop that's problematic well for me it's just you're just the gym goer killer killer podcast killer dot com street culture tv beatbox created
1: killer and we're here to talk about world music and street culture. Killer Killer Podcast. <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, hiya! Killer Killer Podcast live and direct central London, as central as you need to be, choose to be. Trust me, baby. It's too scary anywhere else. Big shout out to all the shares and carers. Subscribe, yeah! Don't melt over the pressure. Just hit the button. Give it a follow, sharing is caring, tell a friend to tell a friend. And if you want more of the street culture action, then definitely go to television app, free download iPhone, Android for the sport and art. Whether it be mini docs, big docs, everything on the street, DJ mixes and podcasts. Yeah, we're here. Get yourselves ready for the upcoming HODL wars. It's time to graph punks up and get up with some NFT gaming. Also, big shout out to Chief Rocker Gear. From streets to stage, Chief Rocker is the streetwear of champions. Uh... We have a guest inside the place, running it on the floor, literally running it on the floor without question. Part of the Primal Instincts crew uh, in the UK here, um, cementing his uh, historical position in the UK on the lead up for 2024 Olympics. Spin inside the place. How are my brother? Yes, bro. Nice to, <laughs> meet you. nice to be here. Thank you, bro. Yeah. How are you? Good. Yeah? Good. Busy. You're from around this area, aren't you? We're not, it's an undisclosed location, you understand, so we're not going to get too deep into the, the, the postcode, but yeah, you're from the, <laughs> from the manor. Aren't you?
0: Originally, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, back when I was a kiddie, four, five, four years old, four, four years five old. years old, yeah.
1: Landed, landed straight in from London, in straight into Kensal Rise?
0: Uh, I believe so, yeah. All of my family were around this area. Yeah? When we first moved there. yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: What's, what's uh, family origin? Colombia. Colombia. Oh, yo, there's a big... South American scene around here isn't there big Portuguese scene now i don't know that was well donkey's ago mm.
0: I, I only remember literally the street outside the station and the house but yeah nice memories oh you literally there. only remember certain sepia yeah. yeah, moments yeah 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 cuz i was only here for i don't know how long when i was a kid before we moved away again
1: <laughs> see london london historically in the west has significant hip hop roots you kind of descended down on here mm. back in the 80s didn't it yeah, you know I mean, and people like scamming them. They all they all orbit around these parts. Yeah, the whole of uh, foundations, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, very foundations crew. So. Yeah. yeah, very much so. Where did it begin for you in the hip hop journey?
0: For me, it was an after school club. Breaking was an after school club for me. <laughs> um, pretty pretty bad school, so they, they they were struggling with like the boys after school. So they yeah. put money into like uh, after school activity, arts, music, um, drama. Dance. Mm-hmm. And they brought down these guys to, to do some breaking after school every day. No, every Wednesday. Every week, every Wednesday.
1: Anyone notable? Uh, as far uh, as yeah, teachers? a guy
0: called uh, Bones. Mm-hmm. Bones and Scorps. Nice. Uh, from Notorious Crew. I and see. later on, we had uh, Stretch come down as well. Um, Debo was also part of Notorious nice. Crew, but I I linked up with him later when I joined La Familia the La Familia crew from Saint Mary's. Um, La Familia, there's a name out for a while. Yeah, <laughs> that was my, was my original crew. Wow. And um, Bones and Bones and Scorts were my first first teachers, and then they took me to their wow. training training session in Saint Mary's youth club in, in Angel. Met the rest of the La Familia boys, and we just connected and. Yeah, here we are
1: That's crazy It's almost like Because you know These people you mentioned here They certainly within my radar Have come out through the culture And bones You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah And also the, the fact that they Narrowed it down And took you up a rank Yeah To Angel What was your thoughts When that happened? I mean This must have been so Intuitive to you as a kid
0: I was scared Really? I Because it was like uh, In my school That's my comfort zone They were come into my studio With a bunch of people I knew And and it was like, okay, I'm in my comfort zone. Now I'm going to a, an open training session with other mm. actual breakers, people who actually break, not like a <laughs> class where they're like, okay, five, six, seven, eight. It's just a hall. They put some music on, and everyone's doing their thing. I'm like, well, 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 how old did
1: you been at this time? I was the t- fourteen. Fourteen. Wow, impressionable. Yeah. And man, I bet a lot of your friends around that time were definitely not on it like that.
0: Nah, nah. They, they. Were, well, I was still doing football at the time. Mm-hmm. So when I was fourteen, I wasn't serious into it yet. Mm. I was just doing that once a week, mm. and I enjoyed it. I'd always like breaking or, or pretending to know what I was doing when I was a kid, and at parties, I'd bust out a six-step or whatever I thought was a six-step. So I always really? wanted to break.
1: Where did that come from? Just TV. Really?
0: Yeah, just TV. I remember in, in, in Colombia, in, uh, in all the in all the parties when I was a kid with all my cousins, I'd just break out, start breaking. Really? Yeah.
1: Do you know that's Because that's not normal. I mean, for the age range in which you're, you, you're in, like... Was hip-hop... was. Mm. Was breaking the order of the day was it? Was that was that looked upon as like cool? I think, I think yeah, but
0: it wasn't it wasn't accessible. It yeah, wasn't like easy to is. find. Mm. Like the, the most I'd seen breaking was either on TV or music videos or Leicester Square,
1: mm. Mm. like a, a random street show. And it's amazing when you see something like that so in your face. It's a bit like graff or any of the of the culture. You're like yo, what the fuck was that?
0: Yeah, exactly. I saw people spinning on a piece of cloth on the hand I was like, yeah. "Well,
1: <laughs> I yeah, do that. yeah, sign I do me that. up." <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. So when they had breaking it after school club, I was I was first in. Really? Yeah, I was in. The reason they took me to the after to the uh, to the youth center was because I'd always stay. I'd always stay for like an hour, another hour or so, just practicing, just training, just because I had the space. And they, you know, my dance teacher wouldn't kick me out, and they would stay as well. Mm-hmm. So everyone was just hanging out, but I was just training. The whole time and they were like oh you know what you should come to the youth center because you they saw that i was actually trying to get better and train i wouldn't just you know class done and leave mm-hmm. i'd stay and stay until they kicked me out basically
1: it's so always been the mindset for yourself i mean you're a very active person being into football yeah uh entertaining yourself i guess in many respects being creatively minded but there's also that extra edge that you need to be competitive yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like you want to go the distance. Has that always been in your head, your mind frame?
0: Yeah, I think it started with just being a perfectionist as a kid. Really, I was a perfectionist as a kid, which was, you know, has its downsides because you're always comparing your, your, you know, your work to another kid's, and you're like, oh, my work shit. <laughs> but mm-hmm. it's not that your work shit. You just keep comparing yourself with other people. So I had to work on that as a kid. But I guess that's maybe where the competitive thing started. I was always competitive. I always wanted to win at whatever I was doing, mm. um, football. Was hella competitive, so the discipline I learned in football kind of just applied to breaking
1: and also transferring from a crew point of view. Yeah, because you've got to have a position when it comes to crew. Yeah, yeah, it exactly. Can't be the, you're you're some of the whole part, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. That's interesting. Um, speaking to Stephanie, uh, old tight Steph. Yeah. Um, she definitely at the moment uh, the competitiveness in her is bonkers right yeah. now, and it it. It appears to me that she's in competition with herself to the greater part of yeah. like the things that she's gone through, being a mum and being over here in the UK and winning the first title. It's almost like, right, what's the next? What's the next? What's the next? It's, yeah. it's a real yeah, yeah, personal yeah. thing for her, isn't it?
0: I think as well, because like, it's different being a mum. Mm. But when I, when I found out I was going to be a dad, I like, it propelled everything that I was doing. Cause I didn't know how much time I was really gonna have to do the things that I have been doing, mm. and I didn't know how possible it was to do as much as I'm doing now whilst having a child. So when I found out I was gonna be a dad, is that right? I've got this, 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 this I want to do. So you just, you just, you just put your head down and, and get to it, cause you have like that that sense of like I might not be able to. So I'm going ham now.
1: Combined with to provide as a provider as well. Yeah,
0: well that's another thing, cause they're like you know. Growing up in a Latin American family, you're you doing breaking, you're putting your all into breaking. They don't see it as a real job, and for a long time it wasn't because I wasn't mm. getting paid. No, I was just training and competing and maybe doing the odd job here and there, but not really like get, mm. making money. Um. So when I when I found out I was gonna well my when my family found out I was gonna be a dad, they're like, oh, so what are you gonna do now? As in. You have to now, like, get oh serious. Can right? you
1: imagine? Yo, the, the, uh, What's it called? The intervention. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Basically, they were like, oh, so w- what now? I'm like, well, well, now it has to work.
1: Yeah.
0: That was that was the only thing that changed for me. It just intensified everything. Because whatever I was taking it too easy on or being slow on, I wasn't slow on anymore. I was like, it's all in or nothing. So I'd already made my decision before mm. having my son. My son just, like, multiplied that. Mm,
1: mm. Does the co- yeah, it, yeah, it changes your attitude, doesn't it? competition even it, 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 there's there's no such thing as losing in that respect because you you've got your mission you know you, you know what your journey is yeah. you're fucking going for it. Um, see when i think of south america when i think of colombia i think of Brazil, i think of all those beautiful countries which have the most amazing names by the way you know what i mean i absolutely fucking love it one of the prime locations i've always wanted to do shows Their heart and soul, their attitude, their um, passion and aggression for the arts, second to none. And the history and timeline of breaking as a a form of dance, the Mm. roots are forged so deep in South America, aren't they? Loads, yeah. Like it's a massive part of our heritage, Mm. like all the way back to
0: to being, you know, pre-Columbine, pre-colonisation, everything like it's this it runs deep
1: how deep do you, have you gone into the research about I'm, um, I'm talking to somebody that probably has done a lot of research <laughs> so please excuse the triggery kind of tell me more <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: i want to get into it well the, like there's a lot of there's a lot of local dances that like even just starting with something as superficial like on the on the surface mm. as salsa for example because salsa is an umbrella term and there's no like like salsa's like fania records just put a bunch of different um, genres in under this umbrella term of salsa but salsa you have like uh, you have Guaracha you have um, you have you have so many so many different styles that all kind sound kind of similar Mm-mm. and they mesh them into to salsa but each one of those genres is a genre in itself which really? has its own dance right and that's just that like you know the the commercial uh. side of it and then the, the further you go down and you go down to like um, tribal dances and, and and specific tribes have different rituals of different dances that it goes hella deep it goes super deep there's a few there's a few dancers in in Colombia who I know have done extensive research because they they try and unify these indigenous dances with rocking so they put it into their rocking and they're called indigenous rockers so
1: of course okay what about so capoeira yeah that's a Brazilian art right yeah so with that as as I mean and it's such a throwaway thing to associate with breaking but that was a war dance, wasn't it?
0: Well, I thought, like, my understanding is that it came from from slavery. Uh,
1: okay. yeah.
0: So, like, because they weren't allowed to do a lot of stuff, right? And I think, like, combat sports was one of those things they weren't allowed to do for obvious reasons. Yeah. So they, they uh, disguised it as a dance. And that way they were able to do their martial art whilst... Um, not working out or not doing like combat 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 sports so that's why it was like so that was that was what i'd heard about Mm. how why it was kind of dancey you know so when we see it it looks like more of a performance and less of of combat because it's like that's that was how it was disguised
1: yo that's kind of correlates with the MC art form Mm. and how in the in the prisons they would you know cuss each other out just by you know your mom's this or but then doing it in rap form yeah, yeah. which goes to, even now to nowadays with the url rap battles it's interesting how that restriction that was put on dance and combat the same restriction that was put on in jail cells with people then this becomes the prototype of what we take on as a culture yeah in the we'll, we'll
0: find a way in it We'll, we'll always. Well, well that's new.
1: <laughs> We're already talking here that this was all held up by real, real books. And it is. There we go. Right. Um, as well as. So we actually adopt what is the skills and abilities with the restriction of the jail, with the restriction of the combat and sport, and we reapply it into almost like an 80s format of street culture. It's fucking incredible, isn't it?
0: I heard something like that about the QWERTY, the QWERTY keyboard. Mm. So originally it was made to slow slow us down. And really? now it's like standard for... I think it was Renegade. Renegade told me that. I'm pretty sure he's, he's told me that.
1: Renegade. Yeah, that's another interesting character. One that I feel he's extremely inviting when it comes to the knowledge of certain things within the art form as well yeah isn't it i feel like when it comes to breaking it, we're at this point in time where um information is key being passed around getting insight into how the culture um was forged and um the elements in which make it make it rock because when 2024 arrives for the Olympics it's almost great to have all of our assets together and a a great understanding of each other isn't it
0: yeah I think um, that whole knowledge thing is is kind of being lost though like like the the, um, knowing stuff meaning like having value Mm -hmm. like it would it would it had value to know stuff mm. to know your stuff to know where something's from and who created that and why this is that way and why we do it this way and how this started, like knowing that stuff had had value it still holds value mm. for, for me, and for most people of my generation, I know the same, but I feel like that's kind of being lost a little bit, like knowing stuff doesn't matter anymore, and I know well,
1: where does that come from though
0: i think I think it's a long list of of stuff that just naturally changes as the scene evolves. But I think one of the one of the reasons for that is lack of crews, which is kinda of the reason I've, you know, got together with AJ from mm. Mavericks and we made Primal Instincts. Mm-hmm. Cause it was like um I feel like I feel like making a crew today is almost like rebelling because it's not really that's not really the time to be making crews. Everything is solo stuff, everything is the sponsorship or that medal or whatever it mm-hmm. is. It's all solo competition. The Olympics is a solo competition. So there's no focus on group all the focus is on self and like i understand the natural evolution of that mm. i understand that there's there's two sides of everything there's like the commercial side and maybe the underground side where you can find the stuff you want mm. but i think in general we should keep a base level of like um expectation from yeah. from, from from people that partake in, in in this culture you know
1: expectation in their knowledge you mean yeah like and how they participate outside of the Olympics. yeah
0: because for me like so, you know, the whole term break dancer, B-boy, like yeah. B-boys don't like being called break dancers. We've always seen it as a slur, like, ah, oh, you're a break dancer. It's like, oh, you're like, you're not real. Like you're not really about mm-hmm. it, right? Or you, you're not even about, really about breaking. You're just about like, I don't know, the tricks and stuff, right? For me, being a B-boy today, being a B-boy or being a breaker, break dancer, is like the break dancer just does the activity. They just do the stuff but they don't know any of the connection to any to, or the reason of why so they surface. do what they do yeah it's very surface level right so you can be amazing surface level mm. and know nothing about breaking and know nothing about hip hop that's
1: problematic
0: well for me it's just you're just a gym goer but in your gym they spin on their head
1: me hey, damn gym goers <laughs> <laughs> but you're not living it you're not you're not living you're not into yeah. hip hop it's the know? same with graph and writers writers are different to graffiti eyes hands down There is a lifestyle to this shit. Mm -hmm. Like, people don't... And just going back to the history and the fault lines of that, um, I always critique social media for it, but it's true. Like, the Dons get first priority seating who get to the social platform first. Yeah. What happens to the history of everything else? What happens to the past? It it gets um, reappropriated, doesn't it?
0: Yeah. And, like, you know, those who don't know their history are to him to repeat it innit? so like there's things that are going to be repeated that don't need to be just because yeah. we didn't do a bit of research or just because we don't know that it's happened already or, or twist whatever. it up a little bit just yeah. something
1: a little bit different because it's funny like w- we've seen a lot of, of events in the past mm. and um, it always surprises me when someone does something and j- just the the littlest of funk tweak adjustment takes it to that next
0: yeah it changes it completely yeah completely it's the best
1: you know what I mean
0: and I think I think crews have a have a have a say in that like like Familia, for example Mm. it was we were very much a footwork crew we just all loved traditional styles like we just liked footwork to look a certain way the the, the aesthetics to be a certain way the way we create was a certain way even though we all look different when we break we Mm. were all just mad into footwork right and the 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 style that formed within our crew was because we were all into one thing and we all had our own version of that thing. So we'd all tweak it a little, you know? But then you have a crew style. So when someone else sees someone from my crew, they'll be like, oh, they look like they're from La Familia. It's like, he is. They're not like you, but they are like you. And it's like, now you have a crew style because you all train together all the time and you're all into the same stuff and you're building together. But because that isn't happening so much now, I feel like there's very few crews that you can say, oh, that's a crew style. That whole crew is like that. Now it's more like you have individual formulas, so it's my formula versus your formula for competition, but you're not representing an actual style like where are you like where are you from what crew are you from like who's who are your teachers you know how do you you know like you, you're not getting to know the person study. when they when they're dancing yeah. you know so sometimes people dance and i don't I don't feel nothing or i don't it doesn't transmit anything to me It's just really impressive
1: mm. super
0: high level impressive, but i don't feel like I've gotten. You know, and that's a that's a different thing. That doesn't necessarily. That's just my take on when I see people dance. You know? mm-hmm. So if it's in the Olympic setting and I'm judging, that has nothing to do with my judging, right? I'm judging this person versus that person. So mm. I'm judging the like what's happening in the battle. But as a b-boy, I'm looking at, are you in? Like, are you are you a b-boy? Are you just mm-hmm. a, are you just you just mm. break?
1: You know? Curiously, do you think there's going to be more gym buddies? Yeah. Think, it's gonna yeah. be hella
0: hella gym buddy. It'll be the same as, as New Year's Eve. You know, you have the you know, New Year, New Me, I'm gonna do this, and then by February they're up. <laughs> the Olympics it'll be the same. Loads of people are like, yeah, I wanna be an Olympian and they haven't won a local competition. Like the
1: yo-yo back in the day or yeah, karate. Yeah,
0: yeah. It'll assumption. just it'll just be in for till it gets hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when they realise how hard it is, like
1: about they'll, they'll, they'll drop out, yeah. yeah. Uh, and it's no disrespect, have a go. Have, do have a go. I mean, yeah, we yeah. want, we want we want champions. We want British world champions. And well, there's different levels for everything. So like, mm. not everyone wants to be like
0: in skateboarding. Not everyone's trying to be Tony Hawk. That's some people true. just want to just want to skate under a bridge with their mates and and you know try some stuff out. And it's like that's there's space for it all. And that's awesome as well. That's awesome. But it's like if you want to be a, uh, an Olympic athlete. Mm you're going to have to abide by certain mm. disciplines and certain ways of doing stuff. If you don't want to do that, there's a whole scene for you mm. where it's not about gold medals and that, and it's just about the breaking and, the, mm. you know. So there's there's space for everything. It's just the accessibility to those spaces are going to maybe be increased because of Olympics now, which mm-hmm. I think is a good thing. It's a good thing. Yeah,
1: Spin, I'm in agreement with you wholeheartedly. <laughs> for the reasons you said and more, that there should be more crews. Like incubated places where styles can be defined individually, expanded, a, a style expanded on, that when you do, uh, when eventually going to the Olympics, people turn around and say, "Yo, that's a style." It's got a home to go to. Yeah, 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 yeah. It almost becomes the 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 funnel that brings it back to the source, which exposes everyone mm. within the
0: collective. I've always seen breaking as as my martial art. Cause I I I really like battling. That's what I was. That's what kept me in breaking. Like breaking looks cool, so I wanted to do it anyway. I want to do cool stuff. Mm. And then when they when they showed me that battles or how battles that like you can have a call out, I was like, oh, I like now I love this even more. Even more. Yeah, it's just great. Now <laughs> yeah. I can I can call someone out and test yeah. myself. And and I did that for well for ages before I really started like competing mm. or having enough level to compete on stage. I was just calling people out in circles at the time and um so for me it became like this is my martial art and la Familia is like my my dojo mm-hmm. so we we fight like this and this is, this is and we want to test our style against everyone else's style and mm. figure out how to how to beat you with my style not just how to win for the sake of like winning it was i want to win like this mm. i want to win within this you know and, and adapting your style to for that so mm. like like bruce lee and that um that movie, um, Game of Death, and yeah. he's got each level. And each level he's got a different a different style and he's got to figure out how to beat that person with what he does. That, for me, is breaking.
1: See, that's the thing as well. Like, I forget about Bruce Lee, you know, and the, his, his vision of, of mixed martial arts and, and how influential he was to, to the B-boy scene, right?
0: Big time. <laughs> Big time. <laughs> just
1: the spiritual mind of it all, you know, just the the attention to detail.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean... I think, like, even that, I think, is connected to cruise.
1: Mm.
0: Like, that attention to detail. Because who has the information? It's usually the, the, the elders, the older mm. generation. But if you don't have connection with them, then where are you getting it? You're getting it straight off YouTube, mm. right? And as we know, social media, they, they go past a lot of the details and they just go straight to the, main, yeah. to the main thing. So, like, so we don't have process no more. So, if I wanted to learn something of someone... And that's the person to go to. I'd have to go there and ask them to teach me it. They would say, no, do this first. Because they're giving you a process mm. and, and leading you up to that thing. They don't just give it to you straight away. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So You work your way up right. the rank And they it. mold you and whatever it is, they, yeah. the process they're putting you is so that you can do that best, better f- further down the line mm. or whatever. But now you don't have to. If I go to you and it's like, oh, you can you teach me this? And you're like, no, nah, you have to do this, this, this first. I'm like, I'll just go on YouTube. I, I can see it in... Slow-mo and different um, different teachers, different languages. It doesn't win just, the I race. Just, I can just cut.
1: Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fast track. Yeah. Shortcut it. Yeah. Doesn't fucking work. No. Not, not not for
0: long term. For right now, yeah. For that thing you wanted, right, cool. But then for everything, every connecting piece is, you have to like undo it. It's like, it's like doing a Sudoku puzzle and then getting one square wrong and then
1: figuring out you have to rub out like 15 squares to get back to where <laughs> so you were. So true. So true. <laughs> oh, man. That one, you, you know, if you doing braiding or knitting, you see that one thing? Yeah. And you keep on going, even yeah, though you've yeah, yeah, fucked exactly. it. You've got to go all the way back. Well, and this is actually, I think, the wider debate. It's how quickly are not just Britain, but all the world in uh, athletic, athletes, are they going to be able to find new prospects that actually have all of that timeline mapped out of learning curves, development uh, training execution. Like, what? Four years from now, that's four years older. The current players will be. There has to be youngers coming through. Have they learned uh, Have they adopted that that mindset early enough?
0: I think some countries definitely have, like, like China have come out of nowhere. Oh my god! Yeah, they've come out, and no-, no one knew about Chinese breakers <laughs> or anything like that. We knew like maybe a couple names. From if you've been to China yourself, you've gone to a few events, is that, oh, there's that one Chinese person? Now they have team China and they're coming out in a wrecking shop, uh-huh. and that's uh-huh. in the space of a couple you know a few years since this Olympics thing. So they've definitely done that. Wow. <laughs> um, but the boys in Belgium, from Team Schmetter, they did that a while ago, uh-huh. like before this whole Olympics thing. like they were a heavy competitive crew. You saw them kind of disappear for a while, and then when they resurfaced, they all had like 20 kids each. They just went what? into. They all went into teaching, and they all had schools and stuff. That's that's like a, it was a massive influx of, of people in the in the like Belgium and, and Dutch Dutch that ke- seemed to be from from their work teaching teaching in schools and stuff. Oh
1: my god!
0: And Sambo, one of those, one of those,
1: uh, one of those coaches, mm-hmm. is
0: now one of the coaches for Team Team China, along with Munir.
1: So they're transferring to different countries to to build professionals. Yeah
0: because now coaching is a thing. It was never a thing before. Like you just, you just had people you trained with, but you never had a specified coach. And even if you did, you wouldn't call him your coach. Just like my training partner because we coach each other all the time, but we don't have official roles, right? So sometimes you, you may have been coached by your crew members, one when they're teaching you this because they know how to do it and you mm. don't, so they coach you through it, and you're getting coaching from many different people, but you never see it as being coached. Mm. Now you have a coach. This is your coach, and this is he's going to do your training. It's a completely different kind of dynamic to before.
1: But does that does that rival the crew incubating thing? If you've got a
0: ish, I mean, once you're an athlete, like you got you got to do what coach says. Just for it? that period, yeah, and for that for what you're trying to do there. Mm. And in the Olympics, it's a one-on-one game anyway. So how
1: come crews haven't got coaches? They have to.
0: I well, I feel like crews do, but you don't call it that. No. You know, and I think um, breakers are only just getting more used to the idea of calling someone a coach. You mm. know. So like I've had like uh, a lot of my crew members. I'm, I've always been the youngest in in most of the, like La Familia or Mavericks. I was always one of the younger ones. Mm. In La Familia, I was definitely the youngest. So I've always been mentored or coached in some way, shape, or form by my members. Mm-hmm. You know, the members of my crew—they're all elders, Can you so they're take all a like, little all the element brothers. of everything. Every yeah. time you
1: jump from crew yeah. and you build or you spar with someone,
0: yeah, exactly. You're you're learning from each one. Crazy. And you always learn something from each one, right? Yeah, and I know yeah. like specific things I've learned from people, and they've always been well because I've always the dynamics been different because they've always been my elders as well. So mm-hmm. maybe it's more natural for me to 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 be like. For them to naturally want to be like, hey, you should do this, more like that. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool, I'll take that on board. And
1: God, that's good. Yeah,
0: but mm-hmm. you only get that in, when you have that kind of network and the support base, which is usually your mm-hmm. crew, right? Like, or having someone like like Renegade around when I was younger. If I had any questions or I wanted to know about something or see some old video, it would be his house I'd be at mm-hmm. and I'd ask questions too. So he's yeah, he's yeah. been mentor since then still today we, mm. we talk shit like yeah, now yeah. maybe not so much about breaking specifically but we just talk yeah, yeah, stuff yeah yeah, yeah, you know? yeah totally totally I get and it it's, and it's nice to be able to kind of do that with, with my crew now mm. when like some of them who are in their early 20s want to want say like oh I've been trying this but it doesn't work for, but I don't know why and it's like oh it's not working for this and that reason or maybe tried this and that and it's like oh this person who was you know from yesteryear did it this way. why don't you check that and say like, oh, I didn't know about this mm. but it's like it's that like cool because you have they have a crew. Ooh. They have one of their elders in their crew that can pass down information. Really? But if you don't have crews, like how do you how do you get that? Like mm-hmm. most of my music collection is from Debo. When I when Big I, up Debo. yeah DJ Debo it's when my he guy. first when he first when we first started like you know diving into this breaking mm-hmm. thing properly, he was the one that had most of the music. And be like, you heard this? Do you know this? Do you know that? And I was like. I'm taking all that in. You're the
1: first person to say this about D.Va, man. Like he's there's there's a lot of love out there for him.
0: Yeah, yeah. He's always he's always been about. He's still about now. Like he's just, you know, he's not dancing no more. But he was Mm -hmm. he was also one of the 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 funkiest guys that I'd love like watch him get down and do top rock and whatever because he had he had the funk. You know what I mean? But he's always he's always been like that musical dancey kind of kind of dude. Energy ball. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So him and other, you know, the rest of the crew members as well, like. We were into music, mm. so we'd share music. But these, are, these guys are older than me, so they know they have access to other music that I didn't grow up listening to, maybe. Mm. And they're putting me on, you know? But again, because I had a crew, just like having an older brother, but five of them.
1: So important, man. Just going back to the... Because uh, it's something I put to G.Loo. Uh, check our podcast out, like all the others. You know, 500, baby, come on, get with it. <laughs> um, dude, I made an, a, a comparable of coaching from the point of view of RX Racing. So the driver will be in the car, there'll be a headset on. He can't forecast how quickly a corner's coming and to what extent he's got to turn, how far away he's from the the, the first and second driver, to overtake and take lead. So there's a guy on the top of a tower looking down, talking straight directly in his ear. Go sharp here, do that there. You're too behind. Yeah, da, da. And it's just constant navigation. Yeah. Um. Could that ever happen with, with,
0: with breaking? It does. Does it? It does. What, an earpiece in, in training. Really? But it's not an earpiece. They're just getting shouted at.
1: <laughs> so what's the, what's the deal? Would that would that throw you off balance if you to have an earpiece on and they were talking like that?
0: Yeah, I reckon it would because you you're because we're listening to music. Yeah, true. So you know if you're listening to the music, then yeah. it's going to get in the way. You know? <laughs> Sliding <of> those don't.
1: <laughs>
0: but yeah, this is something that we'll do mostly in training, not on the field. Really? So like if we if, if I've ever done um, like with Mavericks, with the, the younger guys, we used to do battle days. Ooh. So there'll be a day where we just do battles and um, I I'd, I'd do different games. And I had the specific games for whatever the goal was for Ooh. that session, right? And whilst battling... Is happening. You're giving feedback as it's happening. So it's like, oh, oh, you've crashed with that. No, don't show it. Keep carry on going, or don't slow down, or bro, or telling them, yo, slow down. Don't rush. Mm. What? But you're telling them as it's happening because they need that. They need that feedback to know when, in the moment, it is that I'm talking about.
1: Activate. That.
0: Yeah. So because it's practice, we're doing it in practice, and then obviously the more you do it in practice, it becomes okay. more natural out of practice. And before you know it, like with most of Mavericks and and Kevin, I think in the early years. Whenever you're starting to mess something up or doing something that you you, you know you're messing up because you now autocorrect,
1: mm. you hear
0: that voice in your head it's like oh don't rush, it's like form, oh, and you're like it's his bloody voice, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know because <laughs> you've done it so many times.
1: I've seen I've seen the live live feeds with them um, with Kev, big up big up renegade, that's my crew member, you know yeah, yeah scratch perverts. All right, yeah uh, yeah yeah we go back a long way, don't we, my brother? <laughs> um yeah, uh, and I, I I see his I see his um prep that he puts on um, the students. Yeah. For want of a better name. Um, so influential. When you reset what you're doing as a, as a move, hearing that voice. Yeah. Like, is that is that the framework that you're working towards? When, when is something more creative and you react to it in a f- freestylistic, spontaneous way that actually the deck of cards refold and you're, doing something else
0: for me for me it's is is the two extremes of either being comfortable enough to do whatever yeah. or being so uncomfortable that i have no choice but to do something and i don't know what that thing's going to be so it's physically
1: oh, uncomfortable or emotionally
0: um both i guess because music can have an emotional reaction <laughs> with you so you're like you might come out thinking like yeah i feel like this and music changes and like now i don't now i don't know what i'm gonna do but i'm just gonna go because huh. like or even halfway through your your rounds if something changes and you might change for negative or positive yeah. but it is i think those are the two states where i'm mostly in the whole freestyle things like i'm uncomfortable like say i've crashed i've fallen i'm not i've not been in this position before yeah. but i can't stop yeah. i'm in the middle of a battle i've got yeah. to do something it might come out good it might come out whack, but. whack, that was that's a freestyle moment right there, or I'm feeling so good that I don't know what's gonna happen, but I feel great, so whatever goes goes. Two extremes, but you get the same sort of freestyle. Oh thing.
1: man, now we're really getting into the rabbit hole of some shit right here. Okay, <laughs> so you've um, you must have a template that you work to, and do you ad lib with around the boundaries of that? Like for instance, you could be doing a, 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 a routine that maybe. From the outside, looking like you know what you're doing, yeah, which is the idea, yeah. But you fall awkwardly or something like that. You know, the ten thousand hours suddenly kick in. Like, how often do you go outside of though the the the, the um, routine parameters? Often, really,
0: yeah. Because like like anything with a plan, shit barely ever goes to plan. Yeah, 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 yeah. So adaptability is the probably the highest thing that you need to work on. Um, like SWAT teams and and like. SAS Mm. have the same thing like they always have a plan but their major key thing that they all have is adaptability they need to be able to adapt one because they're doing extreme shit Mm. so they have a plan for some extreme shit that's probably going to go wrong and they're going to have to adapt for that extreme shit and still get the same goal at the end you know, so to us it's the same. The DJ may mess up. Hmm. You know, you, you're you know you wore the wrong shoes. This floor is different to what you're used to. You've slipped now. Oh, that routine isn't going to work on this floor because it's too it's not slidey enough. And all eventualities. Sli- all eventualities. You got you got you got to fix it up on the fly.
1: Blowing my mind today, mate. Can <laughs> spin in the house, right? Do you when you're in rehearsing or in practice training? Do, do you intentionally? Throw I mean, yeah, <laughs> quick chuck a chuck a. Uh, <laughs> just a, mess someone. Up. Yeah, yeah, you know, chuck some Mister Sheen on it, or maybe maybe even some egg yolk or something. Let's see if they react to. That. Do you know what I mean? Is there some tolerance threshold that you're trying to create with, with, you, you, with yourselves?
0: Again, the shouting, the shouting thing. So yeah. like, if you're training, because sometimes it's easy to fall into the pattern of like you've 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 missed the move, and it's part of your routine, and you just stop and start again. And someone, if someone's there, like, no, carry on. Finish the, re- finish the round Finish the set Even if it's not How you expect it to Just get used to Finishing your round Even when you Even when you've messed up You're creating that Yeah yeah Whereas yeah Whereas like Because yeah, yeah, yeah. you are going to Mess up sometimes yeah. And then How you train Is how you How mm. you perform Yeah yeah Like Same so with
1: doing live music is the same shit The
0: same thing So yo, just finish it Yeah you messed up Cool Finish it Yeah Because on stage
1: You're not going to get to Stop and start again Yeah And it might happen More than one occasion It might within happen one more, than more than Yeah in, Within that same yeah. round Wow yeah such a good. And when it comes to training, um do you all have to be present? Is is it a whole crew thing, all the time? No, we've I mean, had a lot of crews, bro. Like you know, what I mean, yeah. I guess it all varies. Depends on the personalities, right?
0: I think. I think it depends a lot on like what what. You have to have a collective goal. Everyone has individual goals, but you all have to have a collective goal as well. Mm. And I think the 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 stronger the connection on that collective goal, is that kind of pulls you together a, a lot more often, mm-hmm. right? Cause it's hard. Cause you know, you know, you got people that have different, like Stephanie's a mum, you know, like I'm a dad, I'm not in dad mode uh. usually, cause my son's not here, but he's here for the last three weeks. So that changes how often I can train. I'm, we're training tonight actually. Uh-huh. So like, you know, um, Lightfoot's from Leeds, uh, Tom's from Manchester, they're both coming down tonight but just because they they can and they're free and they're like oh are we doing a session cool so if they're coming down from out of you town
1: make we'll make,
0: make it, we'll mm-hmm. make the you know we're like they're coming from out of town let's try and all be there and then we'll have a, a crew session so we try and have a crew session at least once a week um, well so they come down at least well, or, or you mean at, the London the, other, the yeah. London heads will be will mostly be here once a week and it's usually Mondays mm. and because we're usually traveling on weekends anyway the lads from from uh, uh, Ireland, Leeds, and Manchester. If we've travelled together, and they travel back to London, usually they'll just stay an extra an extra day, and we we'll have a crew session
1: the next day. How much fun must it be? You must have such yeah. You know I mean, this is a happy camper right here. I can't <laughs> imagine there being any worries about like to have a crew like that with the influences coming from outside of London, outside the country. You know, UK representing that is. Isn't yeah, that the, the best,
0: right? Yeah. Travelling with your crew is the best. Like, it's, I travel a lot alone. A lot. Because of the whole judging. Mm. I'm judging mostly now. I don't yeah, really compete so much. Little, yeah. So I'm always travelling alone. I'm never alone when I get there, because there's always someone I know mm. and cool, whatever. But travelling with your crew is always different. There's always, a, there's always a different story at the end of the, the, end of the trip.
1: Mm. You've said, Bruce Lee, you've said SWAT teams. You've said some very triggering, associative words. That I think epitomise your attitude to to the art. Yeah. Don't you?
0: Like, I think yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'd say so. I'm like I'm very much like a get it done, yeah, sort of person. I'm a I'd like to consider myself a doer.
1: Does that include your lifestyle as a whole? Yeah. Really? I like getting stuff done. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, as in uh to what to a level of like O- OCD levels or from can be that's the barbering that's where the barbering comes in it's a barber as well by the <laughs> yeah. way do you know what I mean like the fade is a real fade it's tapered yeah. to the tips yeah
0: that I it, it that that kind of fulfills my whole OCD thing Does the whole it? like if you're having a shape up like is it in line like you yeah. know like everything being symmetrical and all, all that kind of satisfied my OCD thing really? but in terms of being a, a, a doer I'm just like like, um, all right, I want to do this. Cool. What's the first step to do that? And just just start. And once you start, you just get the ball rolling. And I don't like being shit at what I do. So if I ever start something, I'm gonna do it enough to be like, right. I've, I'm kind of doing this now. Now I can't be shit. So now I gotta do it more.
1: Where's that urgency come from? It can't just be OCD. What, what death. Is, death. <laughs> death. That's a real. That's a real. You know, That's a, that's an anxiety puller right there.
0: I used to I used to get panic attacks as a kid yeah. thinking about death. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Because of the whole idea of like, what the hell is death? Like, what happens after death? Yeah. And, and you can go into a whole spiritual chat after that if you mm. want. But it's like, really, it just came down to just not having control of what happens when after. you die, right? And coming close to or having event, events where you may have felt like you were going to die at some point, may, just bring you closer to that, right? So that the only way to, to for me to overcome that was concentrating on what I do have control over, right? And I've only got control over what I do and how I react to things. But so I just not a do lot of stuff people, now. There's
1: not a lot of people that can have that, develop that mindset when their anxieties are through the roof. How well, did some, you? Well,
0: sometimes you get chucked in. Sometimes you ain't got a choice. Right. What
1: was your What was your moment of? Mine
0: was was being in hospital. I was in hospital for a few months. Right. And I had a had a mad like mix of tuberculosis and osteomyelitis, but we didn't know what it was at the oh time. So I was in in I was in a bed for three months, just losing weight, getting blood tests every day injecting me with stuff hoping for the best they didn't know where it was for like three months so i'm that like I'm, is scary
1: I'm, as fuck isn't
0: it yeah i'm like yeah. i'm dying i don't know what's killing me but i'm dying yeah, yeah. i don't know if they're ever going to find what's wrong with me because i'm i was i lost like 20 kilos i'm i was 18 i didn't have i wasn't a big kid yeah,
1: yeah, you yeah.
0: know i'm barely i'm not even big now No, he's not. <laughs> so i was i lost a lot of weight um done loads of reading loads of reflecting but you know it sounds nice, like, oh, you did all this stuff. Well, you don't really have a choice. You know, yeah. you're stuck in a bed, like, what else am I am
1: I going to yeah. do,
0: you know? And that Forced. kind of propelled me into into being like, rah, like, this could all be done. This could all finish. Like, this could end tomorrow, and I've still not achieved the X, Y, Z, you know?
1: Which is essentially what everyone who f- thinks they're facing death goes through. It's this, you know, sense of the party continues, but I'm not in it. Yeah. Or I have all these opportunities. Have I fulfilled any of it? What could I be doing that I'm not doing? Yeah.
0: I was mad. I was mad in hospital at myself when I was like, wow, I could have done so much more. Like I could have had this move and that move and that move by now. If I wasn't just being a pussy and not doing this and like, oh, because it hurts or because I was scared, but I might die. Yeah. I could. I haven't tried it and I might die from here, yeah. you know? Yeah. And I, I got really like, I was angry at myself for a while. I guess it's the stages of like accepting that your your, mm. your your current state and you know going through denial and all, all these. I went through all of those while in that bed. So when I finally came out the other end, I'd already knew that like the minute I could walk properly again, I was in the gym.
1: Yeah, and it was on. It was on. Big up purpose as well, cause you know you had to have a big hip operation to, uh, to to get back on the floor, and he's fucking flying now, better than ever. And I know that was always a concern at the time for him. Would I ever be able to? Because, yeah. you know, the, the, the amazing, liberating feeling of in being in bed and saying, no, no, I'm not going to do this anymore. Mm. I'm going to fucking, what, I'm going to carp DM. I'm yes. going to seize yeah, yeah, the yeah, yeah. That must be, you know, a, a sweet thing. Looking back at videos while I was in hospital,
0: that was annoying. Really? When I was, like, looking at myself. And I was looking at like, a few files that I had and I was like, "This, I've done way more than this. Why is it not? So I recorded everything. Yeah, I took right. pictures of every kid, everything, recorded everything. So I was like, I'm going to show my kid or my kid's kid someday that granddad used to do some cool shit. But even just for myself, when I can't do it anymore, I was like, let me look back at when I used to fly and spin around in my head and do all this. It's like, it's nice. I like it. But it wasn't there. When I was feeling like I might not be able to break anymore, when I went to do that, it wasn't there. Yeah, I only had a few videos. I was like, this is crazy. So it kind of, yeah, that kind mm. of flipped everything on its head. So it was that moment and having a kid. Those were the two moments when I was like, oh, it's go time. Okay, you have go time for a while and then things stabilise a little bit and it's like, boom, oh, it's go time again. So mm. I've, I've always had like little little mm. moments of like push.
1: I feel, I mean, you know, big respect to anybody that suffers from anxiety. It's not the easiest of... Um, uh, moments shall I say that people go through yeah I it's 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 funny how internalized that becomes when really and you've just coined it essentially what what people need to think is outwardly and say well okay that's an inevitability death is an inevitability but but what are you going to do to combat that mm. do you know what I mean yeah 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 but what or what are you going
0: to do before that because it's exactly. happening yeah. what have you done yeah. you know breaking but you know what battling is is the same mm. like that i guess you're right in saying that these things kind of you know um have my whole approach to to life yeah. i guess in general and it, it really leaks into breaking because when i when i when i train for battles it's the same thing i'm like okay what do i and don't i have control over right i can't control the crowd i have no control of what the floor's going to be i have no control of what the dj is going to play I have no control of what the DJ, the, the, um, the judges are going to choose. I have no control over what my opponent is going to do. Mm. I can influence it, mm. but I can't control it, yeah. right? So the one thing I need to make sure is that I don't run out of gas. I don't get tired. I don't flop this move because I've done it a thousand times. I don't have to think about these things that I have control over, mm-hmm. so I can deal with the things that I don't have control over.
1: Real talk, yeah. Right?
0: So once I, if, I'm, if I'm there and I've done everything I can do to be in control of all the stuff I have, theory? I don't have to think about them. That's it. They're out. I only have to think about you, the music, and I can ignore the crowd. The judges are know afterwards. The floor is whatever it is. Mm. You have to adapt on the, on the flight anyway. Mm. But now it's less things to think about. Am I going to hit it? I don't have to think about that. Or am I tired? I don't have to think about that. Mm. I've done my running. I've done my thingy. I've done, you know... Like that's background noise. Now, mm. I'm just, now it's just here. That way, it allows me to be present. You know.
1: Yo, that's co- and that's a reflection on life itself. It's like concentrate on the things you can control. Yeah. Because the ones you can't, you, you, you know, what I mean, that, that those things you want to worry about, that they, they, they probably won't even come to surface anyway. Yeah. Just concentrate on that.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when something when something does jump out and it, well, now it's this. Yeah. But it's now. Mm. Not. In the future, you're not thinking. Oh, what if that happens? Well, it, if it does, it does, and if it, and when it does, cool. Now I deal with it because yeah. it's in the now. I'm in, I'm present, so I'm only dealing with what's now. Yeah. If I'm not present, then I'm worrying about what's going to happen, and now it's ruined my present yeah. because I'm thinking. Oh, but what if this happens? And then and then you do crash that move from thinking about if we are going to crash it.
1: <laughs> to you told me, do you know, <laughs> do you know what I mean. So. Oh, man, what a brilliant conversation. So, you know, without uh, overstepping the anxiety mark, what is the future for you, brother? What are we, what are we thinking? What's, what's, what's the plans? The future? Um, I'd like to get back into battling a bit more. Nice.
0: Uh, not, not on the solo front, mm-hmm. because that's a different beast. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm very much, like, active with my crew. I want to be present for my crew. Mm. Um, I, I think, like, I'm not old enough... As well to to sit back and no. and not do stuff. No, you know, I still want not. I still want to be part of the the, the conversation
1: uh, and the and the, 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 the tapestry. Yeah, and the
0: and part of, you know part of that journey with my crew because I know you know they're a lot younger and they're they're doing things that I've done a
1: fair bit. Mm. <laughs> <And> yeah, <laughs> yeah, a way ago. go, yeah, you know, a thing or two about a thing or two. Right? Yeah, yeah. So <laughs>
0: and you know, it's nice to be there and be able to 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 help them through it mm. and be part of it for as long as I can and then I want to continue doing the the, the judging stuff that I've been doing killing it
1: by the way yeah. thank
0: you and uh, and teaching mm. I do like teaching I like coaching um,
1: oh, what's the name of the, your um, uh, Instagram for that you've got an Instagram for that right? no that's AJ AJ, AJ, AJ. has um,
0: AJ47 he has loads of tutorials on YouTube there you go his YouTube he's got loads of tutorials on YouTube he's got some on Instagram if you can't find him on YouTube you can find him through his Instagram mm-hmm. um and he also does classes. Nice. Actually, so um any you have kids that wanna start breaking after twenty twenty four they mm. will be. Like that is
1: definitely Yeah, it doesn't a stop after the summer of 2024 yeah. you know like there's lots more things going on in the world yeah if
0: anything it just starts
1: yeah 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 totally yeah. the earth isn't flat you don't fall off at the end <laughs> you keep on going <laughs> it's an ever it's an growing concept brother thank you so much thank <laughs> what you what a pleasure me, spinning out yeah killer Killer Keller podcasting it again doing it again we're out like it was out of fashion thank you so much for joining us sharing this caring don't forget to subscribe don't talk to anyone I wouldn't you stay lucky people peace peace Oh, that was cold. Wicked man, <laughs> I feel I